You are listening to a sermon from the season of Lent at Christ Our Hope Anglican Church in Fort Collins, Colorado. For more information, visit us on the web at ChristOurHopeAnglican.org. And now, here's today's message. Glad you're here and able to be with us tonight, whether you're joining us in person here or if you're joining us online Ash Wednesday is a holy and solemn night, and it is good to be gathered here together as the church. Of course, Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of the season of Lent. And of all the seasons of the church year, this season is known more for what it lacks than what it has. Um, In Lent, we bury the alleluias. We remove them from the service, and we we tuck them away for a a later season. Um, For parents who are here, there are boxes for you to take home and actually physically make some alleluias with your kids at home and put them aside and not pull them out until um, Easter. We remember it as a time where we take away certain parts of our service that we are accustomed to. The Gloria, for instance, that we typically sing in our service also goes away until we have that Easter season. And of course, most people, when they think of Lent, if they know anything about it at all, think of Lent as a time of fasting. In fact, probably if you mention Lent to other Christians who practice, the question that's going to come up is, are you giving anything up for Lent? Are you fasting? What are you, what are you taking away? And even in the nature of the season, the penitential season, as we bring confession to the forefront, as we sit under the weight of our sin, within that, there can be a sense of lack. My daughter, the other night, just a couple nights ago, when I was tucking her into bed, said, if Jesus was triumphant over sin, then why are we, do we still sin? Why do we still have this problem? And it's a problem, that, it's a question that all of us sit with in the season of Lent. All of us see and recognize the lack that we have, that we are not complete. That while Christ has died for us, Christ has risen, we look and we see how far we are from that moment where we will all be with him in glory. And we feel the pain and the lack in that moment. But there's a danger here in the fact that Lent is a season of lack. Because we can, or rather, the problem is that we can look at it and we can see all these things where we have moments where we we have these things that we focus on the lack of what we lose in Lent, what is taken away, whether it's with fasting or or with our our penitence, where we are looking for our glory and we're not there yet. And we can begin to think of Lent as a season of lack rather than as a season where we receive what God has given us. And this is a grave theological error. And if we approach things in this way, then we can be tempted to take away some things that should not be removed in Lent. We can be tempted to take away the message of the gospel itself, to take away the sense of hope, to take away our reminders of the grace of God. And usually this is done in sort of a, a, a attempt to, to sort of bring in that, that old maxim that absence makes the heart grow fonder. And there's this idea that if we don't preach on grace, if we don't talk about grace during Lent, then we will hunger for it all the more so that when we proclaim the risen Lord on Easter, we will rejoice with, with even an amplified voice. But there is a deep, deep problem with this approach to the season when we see Lent as a season fundamentally as a season of lack. There are two major problems with approaching Lent in this way. 
The first is that it's not at all scriptural. The, the readings that we have, uh, that we read tonight, are the readings that in our Anglican church will be read every Ash Wednesday. We read the same readings every Ash Wednesday. And you'll notice as you listen to these readings that they focus on the character of God in a sense that they mention his grace and his goodness. Our Old Testament reading was from the book of Joel, and it is written, one of the verses is written up there on the, the back board for this season. And it says, return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. It is the grace of God that we look to. It is the grace of God that brings us to repentance. If we tried to sit under the weight of our sin really for even a moment, we would find ourselves crushed. The psalm that we read this evening together begins with reminding us that the Lord is full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering and of great goodness. He will not always chide us, neither will he keep his anger forever. It goes on to say that as a father pities his own children, so is the Lord merciful to those who fear him. This is not a message of lack. This is a message of the great mercy and kindness and goodness of God. Our New Testament reading is perhaps where this is even most apparent. As we remember, as we read together, that for our sake he made Christ to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. When we look at the message that is given to us here in the season of Lent, it is a reminder, yes, of the weight of our sin. But the weight of our sin, the, the greater sense we have of the magnitude of our sin, the greater sense we have of the glory of God and of the grace of God, of the mercy of God given to us. Lent is not a season of lack. It is a season where we remember that when we take away those things which we often hold dear, we take away pieces of music that we love, we remind ourselves of the weight of our sin. We fast from things in order not to view and look at lack, but to look beyond it to the gracious providence of God. That He gives us everything we need abundantly. And He gives us more than we need. That He sustains us so that we, like Jesus, can stand against the temptation of Satan and say, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And this is where we find enough. We find enough in God. And this is why Jesus can instruct his disciples that as they fast, to do so not in a way that is filled with a somber mourning, but in a way that goes about and remembers joy. Because, again, as our New Testament reading read, reminded us, that we are sorrowful, yes, but yet always rejoicing. There's a tension that we hold here in this season of Lent where we look beyond the lack, we recognize it, we mourn it, we look at our sin, and yes, we feel the weight of our sin, but we see beyond that because we don't stop to look at sin. We look at the cross, and we remember that our sin has been taken care of. God's graciousness, his grace and his mercy is far beyond what we need and what we could ask and imagine. And when we sit with our sin for a moment, if we realize for even a moment the magnitude, we'll realize that the other problem with seeing Lent as fundamentally a season of lack is that we cannot stand for even one moment without the grace of God. 
This is the message when we have the imposition of asses that uses the words, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Without God, you are dust. The story of creation is that God formed man out of the dust of the earth, but then he breathed life into him. And that is what makes us who we are. That is, again, the grace and the mercy of God given to us is that he has breathed his life into us. And every time we take a breath, we remember that's a gift from God. This moment, too, is a gift from God. Because if God withdrew his mercy from us for a moment, if he withdrew his grace for us from a moment to dust, we should return instantaneously. Every moment that we live, we live at the grace of God. And we don't enter into this season of Lent to forget that. To try to somehow push the message of grace off and wait until Easter to hear about God's grace. We cannot stand under the wrath of God. We cannot live apart from the grace of God. We enter into Lent so that we can prepare ourselves and our hearts. We can see our sin And in seeing, again, the magnitude of our sin, we see the magnitude of God's grace. And we realize that his grace is beyond what we have imagined. We take it for granted so very often, the grace of God. And here, in this season, when we come together, what we strive to do is to not take for granted the grace of God. To not take for granted the gift that was given to us on the cross to not take for granted the way that God gives us his spirit, the way that he sustains us, the way that he has made us more than dust because he has breathed life into us, to not lose sight of that day when the sinfulness will be destroyed forever. Because this is also the message of Lent. God will destroy all sin. God will destroy all sin and all of the effects of sin in the world. And we see that in ourselves. And we know again the grace of God that he has chosen, that instead of destruction, we are destined to be brought up into a life with Christ. That we who are sin, (laughs) that he made Jesus to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the good news of Lent. As we enter into this season, the gospel is not set aside. The good news of Jesus is not somehow diminished when we remember our sin. It is magnified. And we may not say the A word, but we will still praise him with our being, with all that we are, as we come together and gather together as the people of God remembering that we look beyond the lack that we may feel in our lives. Because the truth is that we live with lack all the time. And in this season, we look beyond the lack to the grace of the God who sustains us and of the God who forgives us. This was a sermon audio from Christ Our Hope Anglican Church, a community of gospel hope in Fort Collins, Colorado, inviting you to join us around God's table. Find out more online at ChristOurHopeAnglican.org. Now go in peace to love and serve the Lord.